are listening to Cover Stories, a deep dive into the stories behind iconic album art with Adam Charlie O. Led Zeppelin's fifth album was recorded in Mick Jagger's Hampshire Stargrove's Manor House while the Stones were in tax exile in France. They used the Stones' mobile recording unit so they could work whenever they wanted. Jimmy Page took Jagger's bedroom. John Bonham set up his drum kit in a large conservatory-style space downstairs. Zeppelin worked hard to cultivate an aloof image. But that image had a downside. Despite having scored four UK and US top 10 albums, it was the Rolling Stones that were getting the magazine front covers and being trailed by author and social butterfly Truman Capote while on tour in America. All we read was the Stones this or the Stones that, and it pissed us off, John Bonham complained in New Music Express. Perhaps that's why Stargroves was never mentioned in the credits on the original LP. Here's my hot take on the source of the title to this week's album. Led Zeppelin, either consciously or subconsciously, called their fifth album Houses of the Holy because that's where it was recorded. If you think it was named after the song of the same title, that song didn't appear until the sixth album, Physical Graffiti. Page phoned Hypnosis and asked if they'd done Argus for Wishbone Ash, and might they care to do a Zeppelin cover, and could they come to a meeting? The answers were yes, yes, and yes. This was no small assignment. Hypnosis would like to design an album cover for the hottest band on the planet. Zeppelin wanted a memorable album cover, and they contracted with the London design studio Hypnosis. Thorgerson and Powell had no access to any of the music on the album. Their entire brief was that the title of the album was Houses of the Holy. Thorgerson described the moment like this. Something large, strong, powerful, awesome, and mythic was clearly called for. But what would that be? Hypnosis gave Led Zeppelin one caveat. The shoot would be expensive. Led Zeppelin manager Peter Grant replied, Money? We don't fucking care about money. Just fucking do it. The first pitch came from their premier cover artist, Storm Thurgerson. It featured an electric green tennis court with a tennis racket on it. The band were pissed by Thurgerson's sardonic pun. He was not a fan of the band or its music and presented a cover that suggested their music was a racket. He was quickly fired, so his partner, Aubrey Powell, took his place. Hypnosis later arrived at a small office in London's Oxford Street. Grant, Led Zeppelin's manager, dominated the room. He was physically large, suspicious, aggressive, and enthusiastic, and all at the same time. Hypnosis had no elaborate roughs. There was no sophisticated presentation. Hypnosis talked through their presentation from notes that had been scribbled on the back of a pack of cigarettes. One idea was to plow Zeppelin's Zoso symbol into Peru's sacred plain of Nazca. Another idea involved the family painted in silver and gold, heading towards a magical power source 
photographed at dawn in an amazing location. Grant and Page liked both ideas. Robert Plant suggested the rock formation on Staffa in Scotland for the amazing location. Zeppelin said, We're off on tour to Japan, so do whichever one you think will work best. It was unusual for a design team to have such carte blanche. Hypnosis went with the painted naked family idea, figuring that offending the world's archaeologist and spending a ton of money on a trip to the foothills of the Peruvian Andes was not their best idea. Thus decided, Hypnosis sold Led Zeppelin on the idea of a naked family painted with silver and gold makeup, photographed at a remote, mystical, sun-kissed rock formation known as the Giant's Causeway in Northern Ireland, near Dunluce Castle. Houses of the Holy was Zeppelin's first album to have an explicit title that was not eponymous. Like Zeppelin's fourth album, Neither the band's name nor the album title was printed on the sleeve. But what did the cover mean? Why were naked, gold-haired children crawling around an apocalyptic landscape? And what were they crawling towards? No doubt there was a lot of stoned speculation about this cover. Powell, the designer of the cover, said the concept was based on Arthur C. Clarke's novel, Childhood's End. The 1953 book follows the story of a peaceful alien invasion of Earth by overlords whose arrival on Earth eventually led to an age of apparent utopia. An overlord addressed all Earthlings to tell them that they were sent to Earth to help Earth children take an evolutionary step. Eventually, Earth is deserted except for 300 million children who are waiting to join the Overmind. When the Overmind arrives and begins to absorb the children, they consume the Earth's crust, causing it to explode as they complete their transformation into the Overmind. And voila, the cover concept was born. Little did anyone suspect how hard it would be to get the shot they wanted. The shoot lasted 10 days. Beginning at 4 a.m., three adults and two children were sprayed silver and gold from head to toe and driven from the hotel to the Giant's Causeway to await a glorious sunrise that never happened. Instead, the bleary-eyed team encountered gloomy, foul, rainy weather. Powell remembered the shoot. It proved to be an extremely difficult shoot. It promptly rained for ten days straight. I had wanted a sunrise or sunset, but the weather was terrible. It was early November and rained every day. Then we ran out of makeup and had to resort to car spray paint. The two children, Samantha and Stephen Gates, and their stalwart mother braved freezing conditions and extreme boredom and became thoroughly fed up. Each evening they would try again for the elusive sunshot. Another factor preventing the hypnosis team from working smoothly was the presence of the Irish border guards, who due to the high incidence of unrest in Northern Ireland at the time were in abundance. Several run-ins with the camera crew and border guards occurred as they didn't like the crew moving around. Let's hit the pause button and chat a bit. 
some more like Houses of the Holy Moly, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Holy Moly. So today, yeah. we, uh, we're taking you over the hills and far away to bring you the cover story of Led Zeppelin's fifth album, Houses of the Holy. Taking you behind the curtain here. So the story behind this cover, in my opinion, is one of Spinal Tap levels of excess, <laughs> controversy, yeah. And a bit of jealousy, which is where I'd like to start. Okay. I, I'd never heard, um, you know, any of this, you know, any of this connection with jealousy of the Rolling Stones. You know, obviously there's overlap. You know, they were allowed to use both the estate and the mobile recording unit. So did you remember ever hearing any, any stories or any tales of jealousy? No, or but I remember having pangs of jealousy because when... Led Zeppelin came out, and this was long after they came out, but when they came out, they became the hottest band on the planet, mm-hmm. and it displaced the Stones from uh, that uh, that perch, at least among many of my friends, and I, I was really resentful of that. So I don't know what Zeppelin was feeling about the Stones, but I was feeling uh, very jealous, but I still liked them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, no, sure. no, no, and I didn't know. And I, and like I said, you know, this was in the days long before social media and stuff, and maybe some of the Teen Beat magazines had, yeah. or or uh, the New Music Express may have had some of this because that's where some of it spilled out eventually, but I don't think it was widely known. Yeah, you know, it has the feel of uh, the young upstart, um, you know, un- unwittingly making the you know, the, the veteran insecure and vice versa, yeah. you know, but there was I, I was surprised that the stones let them do it. You know, here, yeah, take, yeah. take my house here, take our, our mobile unit. Uh, we're on tax exile and we're having fun in French Riviera. So, Oh, they probably knew what they had in the bag. Yeah. Zeppelin ain't going to touch this, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's interesting because I'm going to go a bit deeper and say part of that jealousy comes from the fact that they weren't as multidimensional as the stones in some ways, you know, they had, all of the lust, um, but none of the humanity, you know, or the relatability that ultimately made the Stones gods of rock and roll. You know, it's it's interesting. It almost presaged Game of Thrones in a way. All sex and <laughs> fantasy lyrics, <laughs> you know, but none of the, you know, the street level, I know what it's like to be a real person. Yeah. But uh, it's so interesting. So more more on the uh, on the name here. I like your hot take regarding the name. I'm coming uh, from a different angle on this, so see what you think about this. So, you know, Houses of the Holy. They certainly recorded the album in the Hall of Rock Giants, you know, Rolling Stones. But I really always thought that one of Led Zeppelin's main thrusts was the God Complex. You know, aside from the fact that just a couple short years on from this, Robert Robert Print literally said, I'm a golden god. Um, You know... So I think it's interesting, the world of Zeppelin itself was the house, and the band themselves, the Holy Ones. Yeah, yeah, when, when, you, when you say that, I think, yeah, that, that really rings true, and I'm, I'm sure that was much more in their mind. I'm just going at that uh, unconscious, subconscious level. Oh, for they sure. They knew where yeah. they were. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they knew who, were the, who they were in the rankings. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Um, so if you've followed the cover story's metaverse, hypnosis is not a name that you're unfamiliar with. Uh, perhaps most known for the simple but magical Dark Side of the Moon. But what caught Jimmy Page's eye was Wishbone Ash's Argus. Yeah. Which is very much in line with their love for mythology and lore and you know fantasy of all sorts. So they hire the firm 
and give them nothing but the album title. We've heard this story before. Yeah. yeah Usually doesn't it. end, you know, in, in a way you expect, if nothing else. You know, this isn't Hackney Diamonds, but the first you know, the first go-round from Storm Thurgensen, his initial idea seemed to ruffle some feathers. Yes, he did. Say. Yeah. He so took explain some people this up. to me. It sounds like a tennis-related cover, which just seems... Very yeah, yeah, and I spent a lot of time trying to run it down, uh, but I, I never did. Uh, yeah, apparently it was going to be an electric green tennis court with a racket on it somehow. That's not a that's not a real clear description of what that uh, looked like to me or why anybody would think no. that was a good idea. Uh, but who knows? Maybe the drugs were better back then. Could have been. You know, it sounds like a very uh, you know neon heavy pop art idea, <laughs> if nothing else. But yeah. one person that likely would have buried this would be Jimmy Page. Um, you know, so some of his reactions to these ideas just sound wildly disproportionate to what they really were. But I think... Yeah, more, try something else would have been a reasonable yeah, response. Yeah, no, that's not, not <laughs> so, really feeling that. Instead of get out of here. You think we're a racket, you think, you know, man. Chill, yeah. chill buddy. But, yeah, um, it's a God complex. It is, you know, and I think that ultimately that points again uh, to a band that was deeply insecure about their place in rock and roll. You know, trying to... I like that. The idea of, like, drumming up an idea, like plowing their famous Zoso logo into a sacred plane in Peru, not just a PR disaster, but an international uh, international disaster. That wouldn't have gone over well. Right. But in their defense, that was a hypnosis. Yes, that was, yes. Generated the idea. Yes, for sure. I guess they thought that was something that they would like, and indeed they did like it. They did, and I think... Hypnosis also knew they had to come yeah. up with something. The drugs uh, wore off at some point. They said, "Nah, not was a good matching idea. their self deification." <laughs> you know, but, um, so Zeppelin was famously into science fiction, fantasy, and otherwise nerdy subjects. So you know, the Arthur C. Clarke inspiration checks out. Ultimately, we decide on a you know a, a naked painted family sprawled across the giant's causeway. It doesn't sound like that was an easy feat. Um, first off, I guess the Giants' effect way wasn't available, am I right? <laughs> Nothing? No? The cover shoot, though, it lasted more days than some bands could ever yeah, even hope ten, to have in the studio. Yeah. So that's just, it's wild. Yes, it is. You know, we're going to get more into the story of uh, the difficulties surrounding that shoot on the other side. And that's where we're headed. All right, see you there. Okay. Mark Sayre, one of the adult models, described the shoot saying it was a nightmare. Hot coffee, brandy, mandrex, freezing rain, turpentine, tepid baths, bad food, boredom, damp beds, and misery. Powell realized his original vision for the album cover was going to fail. There would be no glorious sunrise or sunsets on this photo shoot. So Powell improvised. After five days, I took a radical decision. It was not to be a family, but children only. I realized that we could collage the cover together due to the octagonal shaped rocks. If I photographed the children separately, yet carefully composed, and in black and white. This was a crucial decision, Powell remembers. I shot the whole thing in black and white on a totally miserable morning pouring with rain. Originally, I'd intended the children to be gold and silver. Because I shot in black and white and it was a gray day, the children turned out very white. A black and white image gave the team the opportunity to create its own colors with hand tinting. Powell created a black and white photo collage of the two children 
climbing the rocks of Giant's Causeway. Then re-photograph the image in a light sepia brown. Artist Philip Cornell hand-tinted a photo, applying water-soluble colored dyes applied in layers with a brush and airbrush to create the explosion of color that makes the album so striking today. Powell continued, So when we hand-tinted it, the airbrush artist, by accident, put a kind of purple tinge onto them. When I first saw it, I said, Oh my God! Then we looked at it, and I said, hang on a minute. This has an otherworldly quality. So we left it as it was. Everybody was so cold and so freaked out because it wasn't working that the only thing I could keep everybody together with was a bottle of Mandrax and a lot of whiskey. Thanks to Cornell, the sky, rocks, and children on the resulting cover radiate a glow of orange, turquoise, and purple hues that draw us to explore the image. The ethereal white skin and delicate bodies of the children make them look like they've crawled out of a Botticelli painting as they explore a field of pulsing rocks toward an unknown destination. The children create a vibe of innocence and natural beauty while evoking mystery, too. Powell remembered... It took weeks to complete, but fortunately Led Zeppelin were very patient. Houses of the Holy features a group of naked children being drawn across an alien landscape by an unseen force. Eleven children appear on the gatefold cover. There were only two children models. Five-year-old Stefan appears five times, and seven-year-old Samantha Gates appears six times. Powell took their individual photographs of the two children in black and white and pieced them together in a collage. The inner gatefold photograph was taken before the medieval Dunluce Castle near the Giant's Causeway. It depicts a distant, naked, silver man, an overlord, holding a naked female above his head as if a ceremonial offering and sacrifice to the overmind. This photo was taken in about five minutes due to the dreadful weather. Hypnosis showed the artwork to the Zeppelin team in the car park of London's Victoria Station. Page immediately wanted the inner sleeve and the cover switched. The massive grant told Powell, we'll have what we want. Fortunately, Powell prevailed, managing to persuade them to keep the causeway image on the front. Then came the inevitable controversy. The album was delayed from its scheduled January release until March 28, 1973, because the band weren't happy with the way the sleeve looked. This had nothing to do with the nudity. It had everything to do with the coloration. Grant said, We were determined to ensure that nothing went out with our name on it until it was absolutely right. We delayed the release of the Houses of the Holy LP for five months. This is his apparent error, by the way, because the cover artwork wasn't right. You can imagine that Atlantic were going mad. The designers say the possibility of any pedophilic overtones never entered their minds. Would such a cover have been allowed today? Does it exploit the children? 
Did their parents exploit them? In the liberal 60s, which spilled over into the 70s, experimental artwork had not yet been subjected to political correctness. The children represented future innocent souls, and their nakedness represented their vulnerability. The children were real brother and sister, Samantha and Simon Gates. They were chosen because they had already appeared nude in Japanese photographer Hajime Sawatari's version of Alice in Wonderland. Powell remarked to Rolling Stone, If you did an album cover like that now, you couldn't release it. Naked children on the cover? But it was done with such innocence. Defending the sleeve, he added, When you look at the Louvre's paintings, it's full of naked children. Nobody complains about that. So this is a piece of art. It's not something that was in any way devious. The Houses of the Holy was banned across America's Bible Belt and in Franco, Spain. The finished cover was ringed by a band of paper called an obi, a Japanese kimono sash that hid the naked bottoms of the two largest photos of Samantha from view. The title of the album appeared in Celtic-style font designed by Bush Hollyhead. This meant that no lettering appeared on the cover itself. Each album was a pristine work of art. The obi had to be broken to get the album out. In 1974, the album was nominated for Best Album Package by the Grammy Awards. Let's hit the pause button and chat a bit. So imagine working for five days in miserable conditions, in miserable weather, and then being told, well, we don't need you. You can go home. <laughs> yeah, see. So see. is that essentially what happened to the two adults of this? Well, they did get used on the inner... Uh, the inner sleeve, yeah, sure. Yeah, they, they did appear in one picture that apparently took five minutes of those five days <laughs> to take. So yeah. so, yeah, there was a lot of lost time, a lot of brandy, a lot of mandrax and, and whiskey, but... Um, they got a good story now. Yeah, and, and now I know what Mandrax is. So, you know, it's a win-win for all of us. That's right. But I would love to see the band, the band's receipts or, you know, the label's receipts if they were the ones putting up the money for this because, woof, it sounds like... Uh, well, they, they told them it was going to be expensive, and I think hypnosis probably was expensive. They were, uh, they were the gold standard at the time. Yeah, they were. And I think, you know... Maybe maybe they had heard the story of uh, Get Your Yaya's out. You know they uh, they were staying at their place. You know, there's a, reading some diaries here. Let's have a tough photo shoot. But so the photographer Powell essentially makes the decision for the cover at least to yeah. only use the children and essentially stitch the photos together due to the you know almost stair like and workable angles of the rock. Yeah, because right? of the weather, he couldn't shoot in color. Uh, mm-hmm. The color wouldn't come out. He did it in black and white. Uh, yeah, and, and like you said, because of that octagonal shape of the lot of the rocks, it was easy to fit it together. So he just did just as you said, shot it in black and white. Yeah. Put them together, shot the put together piece, and then started painting. And you know what's interesting is I think that's what to me allows for the most interesting part of the cover at all. You know, I think that the use of color has always been my favorite element. You know, I think yeah. by hand tinning these otherwise black and white photos, you get a really stylized and intentionally over the top and oversaturated look that makes it feel all the more alien. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gold and silver kids, and mm-hmm. if they had been successfully photographed, I don't imagine that looking as neat as it does now, where it's kind of this 
purplish flesh glowing creepy looking kid kind of thing yeah well you know it's almost a, a martian's take on what they think humans look like which, <laughs> yeah. which i find there kind you of go. interesting so that's good it succeeds in looking almost like a you know a pulp sci-fi novel cover but that's certainly not the end of the story. You know, it's it's interesting, though, because these trends really do come and go. And right now, there's just an absolute glut of oversaturated color covers in both music and the publishing industry. So, you know, if, if anyone looks at that and says, oh, my gosh, they were really limited by what they were uh, able to <laughs> able to work with. It's back. Yeah. And it'll be back again. <laughs> but um, so the story of this album ultimately for me, and for a lot of people, lives in the controversy of it. So it was delayed half a year. Yeah. And if, like me, you'd be mistaken uh, for thinking it was because of the content. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't, right? It was the color? It was the color, yeah. They just weren't sure they liked the colors. Man. And it was Led Zeppelin colors. And now that you've given me this God complex notion, I can't get it out of my head. And the gods want what the gods want. And that, well, yeah, that's true. You know, to make a God happy, you need that's some right. sacrifices. That's right. Two adults <laughs> is what was sacrificed, I guess, right? But, but um, so, do you have any idea if these different incarnations exist? Obviously, you tried to find uh, the tennis I, cover. I but... was um, on the internet, and, and even just today, uh, boning up for this, and, and found some alternate coloring of the, of the um, covers. And then all of a sudden, I got one of those, you know, the FBI is going to shut down your computer kind of <laughs> thing. Okay. I didn't spend much time at that New. site. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're apparently out there if you know where to look. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. But, you know, so this is a little heavier, you know, but I think you know, it, it goes without saying. For me, at least, I never assume anyone in this camp, you know, whether it's the band or the, you know, the, the art direction, had intentionally pedophilic overtones. But even when I was a kid, I found this cover unsettling. It was a, lit, a little difficult to, to sit with. In much the same way, the even more famous baby on Nirvana's Nevermind um, it makes me wonder about the consent. And you brought up the idea, you know, is it the parents? Who's, uh, who's the one ultimately responsible for, you know, a five and oh, seven-year-old seven aren't making decisions like that on their own. They've Not got, at all. They've got a parent uh, yeah. who's, who's making that. But, you know... There are tons of, of paintings in in art galleries and, mm -hmm. and you know cherubs and all kinds of things where we have even more explicit nudity. And I was thinking, what's the difference? And I'm thinking, because you know, if, if it's art, I'm thinking, okay, art, uh, yeah. But this is um, album art, and it's yeah. art for marketing. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe that changes it a little bit. That you know that 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 lends a little bit more exploitation. To it that yeah, know, if we could do yeah. something that rings up the cash register sales, and if uh, and if naked kids do that, but like you said, I don't think that was uh, explicitly in anybody's mind. It's just at no. the time it wasn't. It was a no biggie. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously times have changed because you know the band themselves yeah. have their own stories, and I don't yeah. need to regale you with those tales <laughs> here. The hammer of the gods, um, but you know, I do find it interesting because. Um, that they managed to find such an interesting workaround. Do you remember getting this album? Yeah, yeah, I remember the 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 Obi on it. Yeah, that, that, you know, it looked very cool, and I thought, you know, 
I wish I could slip this off. And, Shame I have to break and, this. And say, yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, right on. We'll uh, we'll get more into uh, the ins and outs. All right. See you on the other side. The BBC reported that Spencer Eldon, the man who was photographed as a baby on the album cover for Nirvana's Nevermind, is suing the band, alleging sexual exploitation. He also alleges the nude image constitutes child pornography. What of Stefan and Samantha Gates? It's a famously unsettling image. Samantha and her brother Stefan are naked, climbing up the eerie landscape against a bright orange apocalyptic sky. Samantha Gates is the mother of a daughter named Tallulah now. She is unfazed by the experience and has gone on to enjoy life out of the spotlight in Cape Town, South Africa. Her brother Stefan is a different story. He's gone on to become a celebrity chef in the UK, hosting Cooking in the Danger Zone. He previously hosted Eating Insects with Stephen Gates. Sometimes he seems quite comfortable with the experience. He has said, We only got a few quid for the modeling and the chance to travel to places we had never been before. Our family wasn't well off. We certainly couldn't afford holidays, so it worked out great for us. For the Zeppelin cover, we went to Ireland. We stayed in this little guest house near the Giant's Causeway, and to capture the so-called magic light of dawn and dusk, we'd shoot first thing in the morning and at night. I used to love being naked when I was that age, so I didn't mind. I'd whip off my clothes at the drop of a hat and run around having a great time, so I was in my element. My sister was older, so she was probably a bit more self-conscious. He went on to say, although it's just my naked behind you can see, perhaps being a part of something like that at a young age made me seek out more ambitious and adventurous experiences. Samantha Gates said from South Africa, I remember the shoot really clearly, mainly because it was freezing cold and rained the whole time. We were naked in a lot of the modeling shoots we did. Nothing was thought of it back then. You probably couldn't get away with that now. How did the job come about? Stefan said, Basically, my sister was a beautiful, beautiful little girl, and she used to do some modeling pieces here and there, and little bits of TV. I was the worst actor on the planet. I would come in, say my line, and get out again. That's all they would let me do, and we used to do these things here and there, and we just found ourselves one day on a plane on the way to Ireland, peed with rain for a week. And we would appar apparently there were a lot of adults there, but because it was raining, they wouldn't take their clothes off. Whereas me and Sam went, yeah, brilliant, and ran up the giant causeway. And it happened over a week, and that's what came of it. We didn't really know what was going on at the time, you know. To be honest, it was totally fun. Then the BBC and local news got interested in the story, and it became a bit more complex for Stefan. The BBC said, It's a photo that dogged Stefan all his life. Ever since he was a child, the picture has disturbed him, even scared him. He's ambivalent about it. Should he be proud of it, or is there something to be ashamed of? He's purposely never found out the story behind it. 
He's never even listened to the record. Asked about the cover, Stefan said, It's a bit of a cloud that follows me around because I find that picture really scary. It's a very apocalyptic image. So naked silvery children going up the giant causeway in Ireland and towards this apocalyptic red sky. It's very scary. He added that he always found the artwork disturbing and haunting, but admitted that after listening to the album for the first time in 2010, that a weight had been lifted from him by hearing it. We are so happy for Stefan. Let's hit the pause button and chat one last time. So in our previous chat, you know, we did mention Nirvana's Nevermind, which is a slightly more modern analog to this this photo shoot yeah. and, you know, and its reception yeah. and content. But I would think most people would agree that Spencer Eldon, the, the Nirvana baby, mm-hmm. as he's known, uh, is suing the band more out of desperation. What a way to go through life. <laughs> the Nirvana baby. You know, the naked baby reaching for a dollar yeah. on the cover. But, you know, it feels as though he's suing the band more out of desperation and opportunism than anything else. I, I hesitate to say that, but, you know, based on the variety of interviews he's given over the years, what once was, you know... This, this is my life's, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is my life's this is banner. My, yeah, this is my ticket. You could now be some uh, moneymaker. Yeah. You know, he in his lawsuit, he alleges the image itself constitutes child pornography, which I got to call bullshit on that that theory because that would make your home photos of every family that's ever existed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Your, your baby's first bath is, yeah. uh, it's context. It's about yeah. context and it's about intent. You know, and hearing from the cover star siblings, Samantha and Stephen Gates, did little to change my opinion, or, you know, my own personal opinion on the album cover. A little a little confusing, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. It seems like they had a different kind of lifestyle where their parents had them running around naked getting pictures taken. And, That's for sure. And making money from mom and dad. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that, that may be pornographic. I don't know if it's financially pornographic or... Or sexually pornographic, but there's something that doesn't smell right about yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't smell right. It's more financially <laughs> crass and exploitative yeah. in a stage parent sort of way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think Stefan, you know, who has, you know, no shortage of uh, interviews and talking on record. Stefan, you know, initially at least seemed rather lighthearted in his memory of the shoot. But it sounds like the BBC, you know, made it sound more like an albatross yeah. for him later in life. Yeah, that was definitely the way the story turned. Yeah, he he, he seemed like, it was a fun thing. It was a goof, you know. It yeah. was a vacation. We wouldn't have had it otherwise. And Very odd. We'd like know? to take our clothes off. And then it was oh, it was terrible, <laughs> yeah. you know. It was, yeah. oh, it was never yeah. ending and the weather was I don't know how, horrendous. To, how to think about it. Or how there are all these, yeah, <laughs> adults I, watching. I don't know what it was used for and I've never heard the record. And that's that's <laughs> the part that really stuck out to me, you know. The creation of the record started without ever hearing it. And then, you know, we have Stefan, who after <laughs> after it's created, says he didn't hear it for a very long time. But listening to it changed his perception of the experience, which, uh, you know, if he found some sort of closure from that, God bless. Uh, but, you know, another problem for me is that this cover just always felt incongruous to the album itself, to the music itself. Um, you know, I think Zeppelin three would have been a better fit for this cover, but both their best album and best cover, in my opinion, is Zeppelin four, 
which also would have been a better fit for this image. I think thematically, this doesn't hold together. It feels more like a collection of songs than a story. Well, yeah, one thing I was really surprised about was when I looked and looking for House of the Holies as one of the tracks. Mm -hmm. and found, oh, no, that came two yeah. albums later. Oh, yeah, that was later. We're, we're saving yeah. that. Because I thought maybe that's where the title came from. But given uh, wherever, wherever they got the title and the, the Clark book, I think the, the I think when you open the thing wide, it works mm -hmm. pretty well for me. I think you know. Uh, now I did a, a a reasonably deep dive on the Clark book. You know, I read the the Cliff Notes version of it, oh, okay. and it was pretty weird. You know, with overlords and overminds, and yeah, and you know, uh, you know, all, all kinds of uh, uh, utopian societies, and then all the parents are gone, and all this kind of goofy stuff. But in the context of that it really works well. Yes, and. and and they are climbing towards some house of the holies, you know. So, so sure. it, there's some congruity, uh, you know, when I step back and look at it. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It just, uh, uh, yeah, there's, uh, unless you take that deep dive on it, yeah, there's no there there. Well, it's interesting, you know, because I think in a lot of ways, Zeppelin were masters of this on other occasions. You know, they were following up what I would consider to be essentially a flawless album in Zeppelin 4, which reads very much like a story. You know, I know they were heavily influenced by Tolkien and The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, but it does. It unfolds like, you know, it unfolds like a story. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's a Bilbo Baggins-type character, you know, <laughs> yeah. that is climbing the stairway to heaven and ultimately ends with the levee breaking. And I think they didn't do as good of a job convincing me that they captured the essence of the cover with the songs. And we're not here to talk about the songs. There are some good ones here, but uh, it's not my favorite. But Houses of the Holy, huh? Houses of the Holy. Yeah. It's it the is. only one that uh, makes me more uncomfortable than uh, Blind Faith. Well, that's something. Yeah, you got it. Take it with you. See you on the next one? All right, take care, everybody. All right.